0: Narcissists and their good advice should be taken very lightly, okay? If you've ever been around a narcissist, they will give you unsolicited advice about your life, about your your business, about your childbearing, anything you got going on, they will give you their good advice now what you'll notice is their good advice sometimes it's actually it's, it's actually factual but I will say this their good advice is not there to help you it's there to destroy you and this is why I say take it lightly take it with a grain of salt you know when a narcissist gives you good advice take whatever truths you might see But just do not allow the next step when they start giving you good advice, which is that good advice might seem logical. But then the next step after they give you good advice is the put downs as to why you got there, why you're messing up, how stupid you are, how messed up, how broken, how this, how that, you know, how you're... Your, your mistake and them trying to come and rescue you was a, 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 a confirmation that you need help. So here comes the narcissist to help you. They're giving good advice, but at the same time, they're creating this, they're creating a little small trauma bond with you By criticizing you for why they have to give you good advice, right? So you're caught in between feeling like, does this person care about me? Or are they trying to ruin me? Are they trying to put me down? So, yes, you have to take their good advice with a grain of salt. You cannot allow them to become your counselor, your therapist, your go to person when you are having problems because that good advice again will turn around on you. All of a sudden, you are just this broken person who can't get by without this narcissist giving you this good advice. They become like a demigod to you now you're going to them because you know why they're giving you good advice they're also putting you down so you're going to them to get this good advice because they're also telling you how much of a f-up you are how much of a horrible person you are how stupid you are how could you make this mistake they're psychologically breaking you down to a a, a fraction of what the situation truly is so you leave the situation wondering what so again when you know you're dealing with a narc do not take their good advice as them being friendly a lot of times their good advice their suggestions are there to counteract your self-esteem but they do it in such a fake positive light you know so you might ask the narcissist um do you think i'm this and that and you might hear them respond in a truthful way, but then all of a sudden they're saying the most hurtful things about who they truly think you are. All of a sudden now they're psychologically analyzing you. and You might just ask them one question. Do you think I do you, do you think I'm goofy? And they come back and say, well, yeah, you're goofy. And then you're also, you know, you're kind of immature. And I think that um, you need to start taking life more seriously because look at where you're at in life. Um, look at where you well, look what you have done look what you know and, and, and it turns into what the fuck I just asked you do you think I'm goofy Where? Did, why would you go there because that's their good advice so you start looking at yourself like well maybe I am immature maybe I should stop being goofy and yeah you know what um, I, I lost my job maybe because I was goofy and maybe I gotta be more serious no that good advice is there to mess with your core character your self esteem These are the things manipulators do to get into your mind to try to make you dependent upon their mind. So now, when you go outside and you take this good advice from a narcissist, now, instead of, you know, the Holy Spirit being in the backdrop of your mind, are you you're now thinking about well what would what would this person say to me what would i what would what would he he or she tell me to do you know because he and he or she gives me you know they're, they're they're right you know and so now you now they become your conscience they're trying to get into your mind when they're giving you this good advice me personally if i have several narcissists sit and psychologically analyze me and give me good advice but then what i noticed was the good advice was there to chip away at my self-esteem and so you don't want to get in the trap of going to a narc and valuing valuing their opinion and I'm i'm not gonna lie they they have very good opinion sometimes because you gotta one you gotta understand if you're dealing with the true narcissist their inner core is a void they don't really have a true character they don't have a true person so you're dealing with someone who takes bits and bits and bits and bits and bits of other people's personality and makes it into their own so you're taking advice from someone not even themselves but who they are is a person who studies human behavior they are masters at figuring out what makes a person tick one of the best ways to diffuse someone to figure out what makes them tick is to give them good advice because that puts you on a whole different uh pedestal when someone's giving you when you're giving someone good advice now this person's going to you and they're you know seeing you as a person of wisdom so with that this 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 gives the narcissist a false image now and they work with it the bible says we should never have two masters when you deal with a true narcissist their goal is to become your master So again, if you know you're dealing with someone who is a true narcissist or just a toxic individual, they're doing toxic things. They're not living quite up to the life that they say they are, yet they're giving you quote unquote good advice. Do not trust them. Don't take advice from someone who doesn't even have their life in order, meaning Meaning that <clears throat> they are a mess. You're, you know, they are a mess mentally. When you are a mess mentally, meaning your goal is to destroy someone, your life is not going to be all the way in order. You're going to have chaos, drama, um, just bad energy around you. And so when you take this good advice from someone who's like that, you'll notice that your life starts filling up with drama and chaos and, and, and mental affliction because, like I said, you no longer have your thoughts. Now your thoughts are coming from this narcissist who's giving you good advice. <clears throat> so you're not making the right decisions in your own life. You're now thinking, what would this person say I did? They, you know, they when they're giving you this good advice, it's also, like I said, it's there to make you question your own self, your own sanity, your own decision-making. So again, their good advice might be hidden, but then they'll hit you with the, yeah, um, the reason why you fell down the stairs is because, you know, I care about you and I want you to make it down those stairs, but, you know... You went to the store yesterday and you bought those stupid shoes. Why would you buy those shoes? You knew those shoes were going to be bad for you. You know this is why you need me to help you out. Because you make decisions that do not help you in the future. And now look at you. You fell down the stairs. But I want to tell you something. I want to help you out. I don't want to I don't want to see you fall down the stairs again. So look, I looked up a website for you and I found one for you. And it deals with the type of shoes you need so you don't fall again down the stairs. Now, all you have to do is ask me and I would have helped you. That's the type of stuff they do. So now you're like, okay, you're in the store now. And you're thinking back instead of you seeing the shoes. You know, maybe they did hook you up with a good pair of shoes that might have helped you. Now you're looking for those shoes, which is great. You know, that's good info. But you're also now second-guessing yourself. You might find a, a, a pair of shoes that's not from the same company, but it does the same thing. But you're now scared to buy it because what if you buy those shoes that's not from the same company the narcissist told you to buy? And now those shoes might make you fall down the stairs. So they make you second-guess yourself in very subtle little weird ways. And that is why don't take good advice from someone like that. When someone is giving you good advice... But criticizing you at the same time, that's a huge clue. You need not to go to that person. Someone should give you good advice from a logical standpoint, from a non-judging standpoint. It should come from, and if, they, if you need correction, it should be done correctly. It shouldn't be done with ego and telling you that you are insignificant and you can't think and you need help. And, you know, that's not right. That's someone who's trying to break you down and second guess who you are as a person. We are not to do that to each other. We're supposed to lift each other up, not bring a person down by pretending to care about them and give them what I say, that good advice with the slam of criticism. Now, criticism, you can Google what criticism is. it's, 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 and there's also constructive criticism, right? But you got to be careful again taking advice from someone who is also cutting you down. And that is one of the very, very best ways a narcissist or a toxic person gets into your mind. Okay? They need you codependent on them. They need you to be like a parasite to their body. And eventually, when they feel like you're too much, they'll ghost you. They'll leave you alone. You know, all of a sudden, this good advice, this person, because they get you addicted to their input. Then all of a sudden, they dissipate, they disappear. They all go off to greener pastures or whatever, whatever, right? And now you're stuck second-guessing yourself. Just don't do it. Don't do that stuff. I'm telling y'all, they're very insidious. These, these types of people move sometimes very fast. The good ones move slow. They wait for you to get comfortable. And then here comes the good advice. They watch your life, they see how you move. They make their judgments on who you are as a person. They create an image of you, who they wanna break. And so they'll start chipping away at all these things that you might've told them, you might've told them some of your mistakes you made. And they'll utilize your mistakes to chip away at you. You know, you should have never have, uh, went on that date with that person. Um, now you see how you're upset. You should have just, no, 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 that's not good advice. That's not a good example. And that never happened to me. I'm just trying to give examples. I didn't write down any, so excuse me, but you know, they'll just give chip away at anything that you have told them mistakes. And then they'll try to even go back to your old mistakes. And give good advice as to why you messed up there. So basically, when they come into your life, they come in as your guru. You yeah, gotta one thing about these people. There's so many, but they think of themselves as a, as a demigod. A lot of them who say they are believers in God, you'll find that if you really question them about God, they don't really have. Um I don't really have any You know heart to heart Experiences or You really don't hear about How You know you don't hear stories about how God Got them through things And if they have if they tell you stories about How God got them through things It's always about financials never about like You know I was A whoremonger and God corrected me in this way And they never give you Uh, true advice on our stories about examples of how god touched their life you know when the most high truly touches your life you're going to be tried through the fire you're going to have wisdom upon you if you're smart to know okay you know you're going to have stories of times where the most high has seen you through some difficult times you'll find that a narcissist just has an idea of god when you're dealing with one who's spiritual and one who's giving you advice, good advice, they just have an idea. They don't really have experiences. They always say, um, "I'm close to God," but how? How? Well, how? How did you become close? Like what made you close to him? A lot of times we draw close through our pain. He tells us to put his yoke upon him. So you become intimate with the with the with uh, with the Most High and the sun. You become intimate when you're going through those pains and struggles. You won't hear those type of stories from uh, a spiritual narcissist. You'll just hear, "Yeah, God is good," and um, yeah, um, you know, I always liked him, and you know, he was he was always there with me. And wow, what 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 made you think? I'm not saying like we should be questioning people, but for me as a believer, I I love to see where the Most High has touched people's lives. You know, I like to be around those who are being refined because that tells me they're working on their spirit. When you're being refined and you're being tried in the fire, you don't got no time to sit back and manipulate and break someone down, you know. And, 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 and be a fake person. You don't got time for that. God makes you authentic. You don't have time for those type of things. So, the spiritual ones that give good advice, especially when they utilize the Bible, oh, those are the scary, some of the scariest ones, especially for me as a believer. I have personally, I could say I've ran into people who are well versed in the Bible. I mean, well versed. I call them precepticons. They had those verses like nothing. I mean, if if I was going through something, they got a verse to back it up. But here's that good advice that's turning into darkness. Spiritual narcissist that utilizes the Bible, they will put curses on you. They will use scriptures. And, and 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 pinpoint a little problem you went through somewhere and then say your whole life is going to be like that person. Or, you know, it's just manipulation. I can't really, I'm going to have to really uh, sit back and, and do a whole like breakdown of this. But those who utilize the Bible and are giving you good advice as a believer, I'm going to say are some of the most dangerous people. Because like I say, you get to the point where their voice is now your voice. You're not listening to the Holy Spirit telling you, no, 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 don't do that. Now you hear the narcissist who's giving you good advice, who's also telling you, you ain't crap. You're hearing their voice now. So imagine this person's also utilizing the scriptures to tell you who you are in God. Now their voice is your voice and now you're going to this person who's telling you breaking down scriptures on how you're like this person in the scriptures and you're going to get this type of calamity upon you are you're like Cain. You're like this, you're like that. Like they will put weird, they will use the scriptures to break you down. And that right there, when you're dealing with a spiritual narcissist who utilizes the Bible, Or let's say any type of spirituality, but I'm, you know, a believer, so I'm going to focus on the Bible. They will basically sum it down to you not being a true believer at the end of the day. When they're giving good advice and they're utilizing the scriptures, which you'll see slowly but surely, they'll slowly but surely try to take your belief away from you. That's why you can't, I'm a personal, I don't let everybody pray for me. Because I don't know what God you're messing with. Yeah, you might be reading the Bible, but you can pick up the Bible. And you can you can make several. I've seen several Jesuses come out of the Bible through multiple dominations of of of, of Christianity. So you're praying for me, but you might be praying for, you know, Cecil era You might be praying for that white Jesus. And that's a whole nother Jesus right there. Right. You might be praying for the black Jesus. A lot of Israelites put on their walls and idolize that looks like someone they listen to and get their Bible verses from you might be praying for me and you got that whole black Jesus on your wall which God says not to have any idol images this so now you praying for me but you praying to an idol so whatever God you're praying to is nah man I don't let everybody pray for me you gotta believe what I believe in we gotta be Amos 3 and 3 got to be one on. No, you got to be careful because these spiritual narcissists, they be praying to something, but it's not the God that I knew. There is not. So I don't be letting people, everybody pray for me. And also, just to let y'all know, this is going off topic. No, it's not. Those spiritual narcissists, those Bible-thumping ones, the Percepticons, they will fast with you. Don't fast with everybody. That's a bond that you're creating. You don't fast with everybody. You don't do everything with everybody. When it comes to your spirituality, you got to test the spirit. These spiritual narcissists, they come off as and She's clothing. A lot of them are hypocrites. A lot of them live a double life. You got to watch them. You got to watch the fruits of the spirit. You got to watch how they treat other people you got to watch them because these ones are slippery snakes if you're going through a, tr- a, a trial and you go to a spiritual narcissist you won't see them coming all of a sudden this brother is giving you good advice reading the scriptures and all of a sudden he's like let me see your tip let me see your boobs you're like what the hell you know and that's not something that happened to me per se but a lot of them are slippery snakes They they look for the vulnerable, these spiritual narcissists. They love vulnerable people, people who just went through something or going through something. And they love to, like, be your personal demigod. Where now you're going to them to understand this mysteries of life. Instead of praying to God to help you understand maybe the scriptures. Or praying to God to help you, you know... I don't know. This don't you know? You don't ever want to have a middleman to you and God, and that's what the, the spiritual good advice narcissists will be is they become your middleman to God. Now you're you're second guessing. You know when you open the scriptures, the book is alive, and so you're reading things. You're you're getting down. You're getting downloads, and you're understanding things. But and you might understand it correctly, and you might go to the, the spiritual narcissist. And you might tell them like, oh, I think, you know, wow, you know, this is what, you know, I was, this was revealed to me. And they'll tell you what you, what you read and what you think is wrong. They'll back it up with other scriptures that don't even pertain to what the heck you're talking about. So now you're confused. Now you're not, now, now again, the Holy Spirit can't really work with you because you're now even reading the Bible like, through the narcissist eyes that's why I said y'all better be careful out here these, these people who give good advice you got to sit back because you got you know you got to sit back and detach when someone's giving you good advice unless it's like someone you trust someone you know someone you proven to be a good friend a good ally and you trust this person Sure, you can be relaxed and know that this person's giving you good advice. But when you are just in the midst of chaos and you're just just anybody's in your life or whatever, however, you might decide I'm going to go to this church. And a lot of times people start going to churches because they're broken. They're lonely. They don't understand that God works with us one on one. But a lot of times. We get pressured into going to church because, you know, we're told to be around God's people, but we always got to remember there's weeds and tares amongst us all the time. So you can't just, you know, be going to a church and expecting these people to heal you. Never do that to yourself, because what you'll find is when you'll go to a church and you expect the people around you to heal you instead of utilizing fasting and prayer and developing a relationship, understanding the most high's word and how it's applied to you, you're now gonna you you're now gonna be codependent on a whole church that might have a lot of narcissists in it. Because the flip side of people who are going to church because of whatever uh reason that 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 seems reasonable at the time there's people who go to go to church to to feel to not connect to God for socializing, for dating, for um, anything that's just not conducive to their spirit. And so those are the ones I find that are the wolves and sheeps closing. Those are the ones who usually go hard for, you know, showing their religious stand. You know, these are the ones if you're in a, a, a Christian church, they're the ones, I mean, man, I went to these churches, y'all all my life. And I used to, you know, I wouldn't say I was a vagabond. I just never really, I was a child sometimes when I'll visit churches, teenager and adult. Right. And some of the things I've seen in multiple churches in the fakeness of these weird people, I mean, these are the people and I never experienced this. So excuse me, but I never experienced falling down on the floor and shaking and losing control. And I remember I was, <laughs> I went to uh, this, uh, prophetic conference with this woman from my old old church right years ago and they lined us all up and this woman or her husband he they you know they start touching on everybody's forehead and here I am I'm like the second to last or last (laughs) I'm getting anxiety because I'm like yo I'm not gonna fall what the hell is this everybody's falling down I'm like oh lord what is going on why are they falling what's going on and so the person's coming down the line they're falling and the woman i came with she falls on the floor and i'm looking at her she's turning all red on the floor shaking and shit and i'm like no man and i leave i leave i go outside i call my friend i'm like what the hell is this but because most likely those people were narcissists they wanted to show that god was dealing with them you know, here I am. I'm out there and I'm done. So you go you, when you're around a church that does weird stuff like that, you'll start feeling like God ain't dealing with you because you ain't falling on the floor. You're not speaking in tongues. You're not doing any of this weird stuff. So you you can, just do something simple as that when you go to a church. got to be careful, man. Some of them churches be having baddie boys in there. They be like doing all kinds of stuff. You know, Dawson speak on YouTube. He Breaks down all these wicked churches, that got all kinds of abominations going on in there. Why? Because there's a lot of wolves in sheep's clothing in churches. You gotta really test the spirit with when you go to these type of places, because these people will give you good advice, but be all the most wickedest people. You know, there's a church of the dead. There's synagogues of Satan. There are people who are not who they say they are. So you got to be very careful because you can walk into a church full of psychopaths. I, 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 I'm not, I wouldn't say psychopaths, but non-playing characters are just people who are sheeple. You don't want to go to a church where people are not allowed to think. If you, if, if whatever pastor you're at and they don't allow you to think, they don't ask you questions. They don't, care to see your spiritual growth you might want to back away you're going to a church that's doing raffles and asking for money so they can go to africa to spread the good news like okay no we you know self-development is 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 where a church should be at if it's really about the most high because the most high is about us developing ourselves so but if you you know going to a spiritual narcissist can be dangerous it can be dangerous you know i personally knew somebody who was in my life and you know the amount of my manipulation this person put on me to almost make me believe that god wasn't dealing with me and that i was an unbeliever and that i was a wicked woman it was very Crazy, but thank the Most High. He always kept me sane. I always had a a, a a a a bond with Him, where if someone came into my life and tried to speak ill upon me, I was able to back up and pray about that. You know, and that's one thing you got to do when you're dealing with a spiritual narcissist is, and they're, and they're utilizing the Bible. They're utilizing whatever they can against you to to try to tell you that you're not loved and cared for God. You need to back up and pray about that because, like I said earlier, spiritual narcissists use the Bible to curse you. Don't get it twisted. There's books out there. I ain't going to say the book, but there is a powerful book that if you utilize it, and it's a book that uses God's word. You can do some things. but where is that power coming from? You know, you never know. So but the the spiritual narcissist understands if I put this precept over here and put it right here and put it here and I and I manipulate this and I and I do this, I can make this person believe that God's not dealing with them. I can bring up this story, how God just abandoned this person. And now you're abandoned by God. So now you're like, wait a minute, I'm abandoned. And it might not even be that. But because they now become your good advice and spiritual guru. Now you're sitting up there being stuck. You get stuck, man. Um, I do want to do something on Derek Jackson because he is, to me, Jax. I mean, Derek Jax. He is what. I got to do some, you know, I got to get the right stuff, but he is, um, he was a spiritual narcissist to his wife. This man was up in the, up in the church, you know, after doing his little steroid shots, pumping the gym, hitting about 10 different women on Instagram, you know, picking out which one he's going to see tonight. He's going to church, raise his hand, shaking and gyrating and turkey jiving catching the Holy Ghost, praying to God, crying. I mean, I watched this video of this man. He looked like he was sincerely having a spiritual experience, but seeing how this man moves. That's why I said these spiritual narcissists are hypocrites, but they'll utilize the Bible to tell you what their moves were justified. This is why I said these people are dangerous, and Jared Jackson is one of them. Now his wife is on whatever post she's doing, just praying curses upon people because she was what a narcissist a spiritual narcissist a good advice narcissist a good one right I, i watched his videos jared jacks and he gives good advice the last one he gave the last video he gave good advice as a matter of fact his good advice was to his wife that's how narcissistic he was this is what I'm saying. Be careful of people who give good advice. Some of them, the way they live, man, if they're living like a hypocrite, yeah, they'd be hidden. Oh, yeah, they're right. But what are they doing with their life? How are they living? You know, and Derek Jacks is a very good example of someone, of a narcissist who gives good advice. You know, he, to me, broke that woman to shambles. Not I'm not putting that upon her, but, you know, he broke her of time being constantly being cheated on by a man who is giving good advice and you know promising to be good and then utilizing the scriptures to keep you bound to his 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 self. And at the end of it all, Derek Jacks divorced his wife. So if he's a believer, he knows that he cannot divorce his wife without adultery so that right there again shows that these narcissists will give good advice but they don't live by their own Derek jacks is a definite example of a narc that gives good advice but is dangerous his wife i feel bad for her she was stuck in a 10 plus year relationship with a legion of spirit demon like that's what he is that man look at his eyes look at his eyes google howard the duck it's an old 80s or 90s movie howard the duck okay that's what Derek jacks looks like you know ew. and he's just creepy and crawly and i don't understand how y'all women still support this man like ew like when i see him my skin crawls it's just like but he gives good advice yeah, I'd be listening to him like, damn, he's he's giving. And, and then you get, and then another thing about Derek Jacks, I truly believe this man is a warlock. Yeah, I'm gonna go there. That man is a warlock, and he's a spiritual warlock. He be I, the amount of women who support this man. He can, he can, he could have, he could have boobled in his wife's mouth, and these women have been like, yeah, Derek Jacks, you know, you give good advice, man. How can I love myself again? And you know, they don't care what this man does. They don't care if this man slaps his. His ex-wife, they will still listen to him. And why? Because watch him. He does this smizing. He smiles with his eyes. He does this weird glittery thing with his eyes where he's looking at the camera in a seductive kind of way, but not really. His eyes are very dead, though. And, you know, he makes sure to be aesthetically pleasing. So he's wearing these tight shirts that are showing off his steroid disgusting toxic filled with chemical muscle body right because he looks like a freaking um a cow a cow you know how they you know pump cows with all kinds of chemicals and he looks non he looks gmo yeah he looks very just fake and just disgusting but a lot of women would find him attractive right and so he puts on these nice outfits and he's just looking very damper and he's getting you with his haughty eyes and he's looking at you in the camera in the most intense way as if you're right there he's putting witchcraft on people a lot of these charismatic leaders and good advisors they are very good at drawing you in with aesthetics so i remember one time watching him and just seeing how he just looks into the camera and it's like he's smizing and he's just doing some weird stuff. And I even made a comment years ago, like, why the F does he do that with his face? Like, what is that about? But what it is is he caters to a group of broken women who don't know how to take good advice, and so they go to anybody, the good advice narcissist, to get that help, and now. In millions of black single women's heads, Zarek Jax is the, the go-to for understanding the opposite sex. When, if they apply scriptures, they'll know how to apply themselves at a woman. And they'll know, okay, if that's what they want in a man, they need to look at examples of that. You can't go to everybody and and take their good advice and, and know it's for you, you know. Um, and then... Um, I don't know why I'm on Derek Jacks, but that man is wicked as hell. You know, I, again, I just feel bad for his wife. But again, this is just like an example of a good advice narcissist. Um, they, they live double lives. They, and the, again, the ones with the Bibles, <clears throat> I'll say this. I was around, um, I knew somebody, a woman who was said that she was a believer, but you know, it was very confusing to me to see her go around praising God in the morning, praising God, listening to worship music, you know, going around with her Bible in her hand, going around with all her extra studies, all her extra books, just, you know, utilizing the scriptures like no other. I mean, we will be talking and she'll come out with precept upon precept, line upon line. I'm like, ooh, you're sharp. But late at night, she going outside she's meeting her secret lover so you know again you gotta be careful with these people because they live a double life but they give good advice so like I'll say this a woman who's a spiritual narcissist or a toxic person who utilizes the bible you know you gotta be careful of these holier and thou women who don't allow you to you know you got I have noticed now people love to hold on to your brokenness or your your pains or your healing or whatever traumas you went through and try to make you that. So of course you got to be careful when you're dealing with people, but this spiritual narcissistic woman, she's perfect. She don't got nothing going on. She she she's got no problems. You know, everything is well in her life. She's doing things to the T. If you're celibate, she's celibate. If you do the Sabbath, she's doing the Sabbath. If you fast one day, she's fasting three. But you'll find that she's living a double life. She's competing with you. She's showing that God has more favor upon her life than yours. She's giving you unsolicited advice. She's trying to up her spiritual walk and show you out. There's no, there's no sisterhood with her. You are disposable, especially if there's another man involved. You know, but she'll utilize the scriptures to back up all her bad behavior, including her double life. A lot of these spiritual, Bible thumping women live double lives. You know, they will, the, uh, the double life is usually some secret boyfriend that's been. They've been hitting, you know, having, you know, sexual relationships. She just can't let him go, and every week she prays to God to let him go, cause he ain't no good for me. God, I love you. Get rid of this toxic man. Oh, she likes it. She, she, she can't get rid of him. She's going over there telling the man how she he needs to be her husband and reading him scriptures about it. You know, just weird. This is stuff they do. <laughs> That's, that's the stuff they do. They live a double life. You know, uh, Pastor Darby, Stephan Darby has a good uh, lecture on grace wasters. You know, and I always thought it was something else. But yeah, a, a, a narcissistic spi- <clears throat> excuse me, a spiritual narcissist, is death is a, is a epitome of a grace waster you'll see these people sin after sin after sin and you, what you'll notice is and this is i'm gonna say this before i go these people can get away with whatever they want to get away with these people are lying um lying stealing conniving facts back, back talkers tail bearers just anything that are you know slanderers they they do all kinds of stuff in your presence and you'll notice that they're untouched their lives are just there you don't really see any type of um you know they just act calm cool collected but yet they're doing all this monstrous activity <laughs> what you'll notice is, this is a one one of the many things I've noticed when I'm around one of these, is that God doesn't really chastise them. They don't get chastised. They don't really go through any type of experience that helps them grow spiritually they just go through regular life's problems like oh my bill's not paid lord have mercy i'm gonna get this bill paid you know it's not even a bill that really you know there's help there's options but they they will break well that's not a good example bills like who wants to stress about bills so let me say this uh you'll find that they stress about the most smallest things in life like they get perplexed and triggered by the smallest things in life like um I can't really give an example but whatever you deem as just kind of like life happens like hey it'll get better you know you'll find that the the spiritual narcissist can't really handle the smallest thing like let's say someone um took some of their cookies. You'll find that they will have a hissy fit, storm around, cry, just be so hurt that someone stole a cookie from them. You know, they break down at the smallest things. You know, someone didn't someone didn't text them back in a timely manner. Their whole life is breaking down. They have you'll find that they have no temperance. Um, you'll also, yeah, you'll find that they lack temperance. They lack endurance. Um, The first situation that that they deem too hard, they are cracking under pressure. You all of a sudden, you'll find yourself now, this person who's been giving you good advice and utilizing the scriptures and is a good Percepticon, all of a sudden you'll find yourself Comforting them on the, on, oh, you know, I'm sorry. Someone took your cookie. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, that sucks. I know you're looking forward to that cookie uh, of, oh you got your milk ready too. Oh, and you know, they're crying. They're slamming cabinets. Someone took their mother epic cookie. who took my cookie. You know, they're, they're going crazy. You'll find that these people are the weakest people. But because they look at our strength and they try to break it down because they're jealous. You'll find that their good advice for themselves go out the window. They they break under the smallest pressure. You know, they're not good with pressure. That's why a lot of times narcs run and hide and they, they stay hidden and they 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 just are um gone because when that pressure hits them they gotta they gotta lay low. They can't be like us who they're trying to give good advice but also put down. They can't be like us. They can't be open and honest about, you know, someone's, uh, you know, whatever issues they're going through, which most times is small. Their main issue though, is their minds. Every day they wake up and say, I hate myself. Why was I born? Such a shitty person. I hate myself. Look at look at what I, they got. Body dysmorphia, so they're looking in the mirror, and you know every day they hate what they see. Um, the afternoon, they're replaying you know things in their minds of people that they hurt, and for a brief second they, they feel pain, and all of a sudden you see a smile on their face because they love the pleasure and the pain that they cause other people. I've seen it with my own eyes, so you know every day is their torture. So. Small little things that happen to them, they snap because their minds are constantly in a perpetual ish level. Like they don't like themselves. So here you come. You're open, authentic. You're telling them you're thinking this person because they shy. They hide. They hide their true essence. They hide like, hey, I don't like myself. Here you come. You're open, authentic. You're, you're you. You're who you are. They can't stand that because their true self, they would have been just an ugly monster in the corner, a, a spitball slime if they were to really cho- show you who they truly are. You're coming in shining, you're hurting, you actually went through something. They can't stand someone taking a cookie from them. They're jealous. Here comes their good advice because look, oh my God, like an actual light beam is going through issues and I'm over here dark and I hate myself. This is their opportunity to, to feel good about themselves. And I said, light being meaning, you know, we are the light of the world. And some of us in these last days are going to attract these dark entities to us because I personally feel like the devil knows this is last time right now. You know, he knows that he's got to take as many people down as possible. So if you're the one the few in a, in a city you're going to be targeted by these type of people. They smell you out. They sense you out. They they have little clues of who you are. So they don't like themselves and they see you as the light of God and they got to destroy it. So that's why I said these spiritual narcissists are dangerous. Very dangerous. Every day they wake up in torment. They wake up with thoughts of... Sometimes some of them, you know, are suicidal. That's rare. But some of them are homicidal. They wake up and they think about times of times where they should have killed somebody. They have no peace. None. Our calamities, our confusion is their peace. Because now they can focus on someone else other than their thoughts Those whispers that they hear from their legions in their head telling them to die look at you like that's literally what the voices sound like in their heads and a lot of them who are uh, spiritual narcissists you know I found a lot of them suffer from hallucinations they see things and I truly believe what they're seeing is their legions that are attached to them sometimes they might say peekaboo I see you they're coming out real quick and you'll see the narcissist looking in the corner terrified of whatever the hell they're seeing but they ain't telling you I'm telling y'all I've seen this with my own eyes. I've seen these people, you know, I've had some of these narcs, you know, they'll tell me hey You know such and such family members are still alive and they're watching over us and i'm like, what are you talking about? No, it's because they're being watched over by other spiritual entities some of them see them some of them don't some of them hear them a lot of them suffer from uh um what did I say yeah they suffer from delusions I was with I knew a narc or somebody who's just really crazy and I remember um I was playing a trick on her and um I remember hiding from her and mind you, this, I don't want to say this, but they, they will, you, you, you'll see when they're really in their true essence, you know, you, I was playing a trick on her and this girl was looking everywhere for where I was calling her name at. She looked in the washing machine. I'm like, why are you looking in the washing machine for someone saying your name? So I'm like, Oh yeah, she, she's crazy. So, you know, but another time, like they, they, they have very delusional thoughts. That's all I have to say. They're very weird. They're very strange. Um, like I said, they're, they're hunted by these spirits that are around them. So when they get the Bible in their hands, like, you know, that power Bible, they don't believe in the power of the Bible, but you know, over time, God will show, you know, reveal himself to them. And they, sometimes they don't even see it then. They don't see God. So but once they get that Bible in their hands and they're delusional like that, oh man, that's how you get the um, Jim Jones, you you get the um, the the Texas the Texas uh, whatever that 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 cult that was in Texas. That's how you get cults because now you got someone who's delusional, who sees stuff, who's seeing spirits, who thinks that spirits are. They're angel guides and they th- and think all this other stuff and they're utilizing the Bible and now you know they're they're these they don't even add it they're charismatic because a lot of narcs are charismatic and the ones who are spiritual narcissists and utilize the Bible they're very charismatic so they can gra- gather in a crowd of people they can um, put on a persona of what it looks like to be a believer and bring many people in I've been around some of these people who will go and and preach outside to just random random people pray upon them but then and and pray upon the holy spirit and ask the messiah come down and save this man and help his arm grow back again you know doing weird stuff like that because okay yes we can believe in miracles but come on now come on now going out there telling amputees that their bodies can grow back that's wicked you know I ain't, you know, and I'm not trying to say doubt in God, but that's the type of stuff they do. They make you second guess your spirituality. So now you're looking at your arm and you don't got no arm. you you wondering, when is it going to grow back, God? This man who prayed for me, he said, my arm's going to grow back. He said, God is going to bring my arm back. God is going to do this. And now he's looking at his arm. He's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. God don't love me. This man told me God loved me and my arm is going to grow back. No, that's, just, that's a spiritual narcissist. They'll do things like that. But they also do things that they're praying for someone and telling them their arms going to grow back. They'll get their person, get some anybody start. All all of a sudden that night, they're talking nasty, doing through crazy things, being wicked. Just out there perpetrating. But these people have a power of bringing people in because they're delusional. If I was to be a delusional person and utilize the Bible... I can get a lot of people to like me. If I was a salesman like a narcissist is, and I got the Bible, oh my goodness. But guess what? We don't got time for that. But that's what they are. They got time for it. They love admiration. Anything to stop them from hearing those dark thoughts in their minds. So they give good advice. They don't hear their thoughts no more. Now they're they're centered on you and this person and that person and healing them through the power of their words. Not God, but through them. Now they don't gotta hear their dark thoughts. Y'all, I just wanted to, I didn't want to be on here too long, but honestly, I just wanted to get this off my chest. It was just something an observation I made in this life that I live that these people out here are trash. There is something the Most High says that there is a remnant of his people left, so I truly believe that there's, there, I don't know how many a remnant, but, you know, I'm guessing it's going to be a small amount, and we, we all got things to work on in ourselves, but, you know, when you're dealing with a good advice person, you'll find that they will pretend to take their own advice, but the very next hour, the very next day, they're going against it. And it's a constant thing. It, it's What you'll find is it's actually... Um, it's their character now. This is their core person. They are not a solid person. They're not stable. You know, they're not stable at all. Um, they're wishy-washy with their own decision-making. So, y'all, I hope you guys enjoyed. And... All right, peace.